Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Growing Forward Together. My name is Kenita Skripsma, and I'm the founder and CEO of SEMA Global Consulting and your host here at Growing Forward Together. Well, we are in full swing here at um, our podcast, and we are in the middle of March, almost finished with March, and our topic has been women in history this month. And I have had just the incredible pleasure of meeting some incredible guests who have been sharing about the women in their history. We just thought that would be a fun thing to do in this season because it was a way to highlight folks that wouldn't typically be in articles or in textbooks all around the world. Because all of our narratives matter and we all have um, great people that have spoken into us. And um, one of the things that we really appreciate and understand in our own stories is that we were not created in a vacuum. And so it's really important for us to recognize the people that have walked with us and encouraged us and empowered us. And so being the fact that this month is Women in History Month, uh, today's topic is actually running the race. And so my guest today is a personal trainer and health coach, Kim Dantuma Matthews. And Kim and I met during a networking event in 2020 and have been inspiring each other ever since. She is passionate about helping people achieve lifelong and sustainable fitness, and also assisting them in balancing work, friends, family, and health. Kim is a competitive athlete who at the age of 55 still finishes in the top six to 10% of her field. Man, is that not something to emulate? What a great accomplishment. For me, it's been her energy and her passion for life that um, and growth has been very infectious. Her ability to be vulnerable and strong is so admirable. I could go on and on and on because our conversations have always been so enjoyable and I just wanted to share her with all of you today. So just like all of us have women in our stories that have either encouraged us to do well or challenged us on what not to do, I wanted to have this dialogue with Kim today about what does it mean to run the race and what does it mean to uh, really take advantage of the people in our story? So without further ado, I want to welcome you, Kim, and uh, share with us a little bit about who are the women that have paved your way and uh, in, in this journey that you've been on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is, this is going to be great. And this is going to be fun because, boy, was this an exercise in really looking back at those women, like there's yeah. been so many mm-hmm. and it, it was easy to forget them. And then to also realize like women have come in in different areas in my life. There wasn't just one area that women came in. Um, so the thing that I want to talk to you about, and it was so interesting to me is that I discovered this as I was thinking back on this, that there weren't that many women in my youth like oh, good before point. I graduated from high school and then and there were, but it just made me think back to, to different times when, you know, the tightest to uh, call to older women to come alongside younger women. Sure. And like, are we doing that to our young girls? Mm, um, good call. Yeah. So I don't know if, if you had many people in your family of origin that really came alongside of you. Yeah, you know, this is, I like how you said that this has been kind of an exercise for you, right? To kind of identify who are those, like take a pause in your story and look back and appreciate them just in your own space. Um, I've I've been doing that too this month. And for me, um, you're right. I don't know that there were too many 
women who maybe directly spoke, but maybe indirectly spoke into my story. So that's been really appreciative. But I did remember two very specific individuals. They were my cousins. So my family immigrated to Canada when I was five years old and uh, my mom's sister and family had sponsored us at the time. And their daughter, my cousin Jyoti, was a real um, marker in my story because as time went on, I started to discover how our personalities were really similar and yet so were our challenges. There was also another cousin, um, her name is Ruth. And she is the daughter of my mom's brother. And so that's kind of important because of how that plays out in terms of our relationships and dynamics. And so for me, Ruth and um, Jyoti were two cousins that really, they spoke into my life physically, like actually verbally, but then also non-verbally, because what I started to discover was because our personalities were so much alike and we all experienced being misunderstood in a lot of ways in the family and in a lot of our relationships, I kind of felt comforted in that. So I watched and I learned and I listened. And, you know, one of the cousins I still stay in touch with quite a bit. And, you know, Jyoti eventually became a pilot uh, for an organization in Canada. And my, my cousin Ruth moved up in the medical field. And so just to watch them and their leadership and how they handled certain things or made choices that weren't always great, but it was such a blessing to watch them and to listen and to engage and to learn. So for yeah. me, those were two very significant. So I appreciate doing this work and, and listening from yeah. you guys, but also, you know, being able to go into my own space, my own story and, and think about yeah. where they're at today. How about yourself? You know, that is cool. I, I had an aunt and she, it, it's interesting because a few years ago I was doing a, a study and I had to ask uh, three people who knew me before I was 10, what... Oh. I was like, because they say you're your most authentic self before 10. So there's not many people that I could reach out to at my age that were knew me before I was 10. So it ended up being my mom, my dad, and this aunt. And um, my mom and dad kind of gave you your typical parental answers. You know, you, you liked reading or, you know, different things like that. But the one, uh, the, the, the aunt, when I called her, one thing I had just done in another book is it would ask who are your people you admire and why? And it's courageous people. I had put courageous people. So when my aunt called back, she said, she left a voicemail. She said, oh, Kimberly, you were so brave and courageous. And I was like, what? What? How was I so brave? So when I called her back, she said, well, do you remember climbing in the attic and doing all these things? And what I remember about the aunt is that I was the quirky kid. And so I was the quirky one in my family. All my cousins did get along and you could connect with them, but I couldn't because I just had this quirky personality and, Mm. um, but that aunt just let me be what I wanted to be. And therefore I could be courageous around here because there was no fear of failure. So she was definitely someone who, um, my aunt Melody, she, she definitely just loved me for being me. And that was yeah. so meaningful to me. And that's a huge gift. Like Absolutely. And I love that you're, we're highlighting family members, which is kind of interesting, right? Like you and I both come from extremely different cultures. You're a white woman. I'm a Brown woman. And yet right. that sense of family uh, really spoke into our stories. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, there were some negative things that I learned in my family as well of things of what not to do, but I know I'm not alone in that. We all have experienced that. So that's, that's great to give homage to our family members, but also then, you know, we find women around our story outside of our families that have spoken life into us. Mm -hmm. And I've had mothers of my girlfriends, you know, they would um, speak into me differently. And at the time, I don't think I realized 
the impact that it was having. And it was just expanding my heart because I was starting to learn how mm. different families are being raised. And so these women were speaking into me, whether they knew it or not. And over time, I've been able to share with many of them how much I appreciated learning yeah. from them, you know, and yeah. then continued to have mentors and um, yeah. you know, mentor moms in my story uh, that have continued to walk with me over the years. Yeah. I saw as I was putting this pattern, this together, this pattern of that there was just a, a, there was a, a sparseness of mentors in my youth. And then in my twenties, the, the women I noticed that came alongside of me uh, didn't really encourage me to grow, but they let me feel okay for who I was. Oh, that's they powerful. Let me, they let me grow in that space um, before before I really met the women who really shaped me into who I am today and, and challenged me to be different than I am. Those women didn't necessarily challenge me to be different, but they, they, one of them's a lady I worked with, Norma Tanis. I, I have, I will be forever grateful to her quiet and gentle spirit because I was not a nice person at that time. I was, oh. um, I was, I was a messed up young person. Um, I, I always tell people if I had two positive thoughts in a row at that time, I would have had a brain aneurysm. Oh it no, was, <laughs> I was not, I was not the person I am today. And yet she never really gave up on me. She was always kind to me. She always um, compliment, complimented me or would say something nice, or she was my boss at where I worked. And she, um, she put up with me, which really just made me more want to be like her. Like yeah. I would try so hard to, you know, be, you know, just abrasive. I was always abrasive with her mm-hmm. and she would just, so that, seeing that as I grew into becoming the woman I am, I was like, well, that's the kind of woman I want to be like, not reactive, um, strong and confident, but not loud, you know? So Mm -hmm. she was, she was really instrumental. And then, you know, then as I started to grow into, um, a business owner, um, one of my mentors was Carrie Draft. She's a local business owner here in Grand Rapids. She runs a company called EcoTrack Fitness. That's an outdoor company. And, um, she's, she really started to see some, some light in what I do as a personal trainer and kind of came alongside of me. And through her, then, um, I met, I think yours and my friend, Shelly Irwin, who yes. has just been a, you know, she's just a, she's a blessing. She just, um, is an encourager to everyone around you. And, and by that point I had started to feel like not afraid to look around me. So then I'd learned the value of mentors to look around me and see, well, who's doing life a little differently than me? And what are they doing differently? Maybe I could be sure. friends with them where that 20 year old girl would have been like, I don't dare be friends with them because I don't think I fit in that group. Where yeah. that 35 year old and above me, as I started to get into my forties, I was like, well, you know, that that's okay that I don't fit. I can learn from them. And thankfully sure. there are women who are willing to teach when you come to them and say, I want to learn to be different. They're like willing to teach and Absolutely. So for that. Yeah, that's great. You know, I want to circle back to something you said a few minutes ago that really became part of our core conversation when you and I were chatting and trying to figure out how we could pull this together. Um, yeah. My, You had said just a few minutes ago, uh, let me feel okay with who I was, right? Your aunt yep. and someone else you had mentioned, let yep. you feel okay with who you are. And I think that is the best gift we can give each other as women 
I mean, right. we could spend a few more hours just dialoguing with us. And I'm sure several people out there are probably nodding their heads with us in unison that we really need to be okay with how someone presents themselves to us, letting yep. them feel okay with who they are. What an incredible gift. And I know over time, you and I have shared challenges in our own conversations around what we've all both experienced in our own stories. And I think that that has been something really clear to me as of late. Um, the more I continue to live into my authentic self and I come up against folks who um, men or women, but it seems like women, we'll just talk in that space right now, that when I share honestly where I'm coming from and I call it, I, I said that they fall over. And what I mean by that is I can share something really painful and kind of challenging or just putting something into the light of what I'm struggling with. And then that the woman is more about, you know, she'll get upset, she'll get offended. And then she's mad at me for what I said. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, you know what, I trusted this space, I trusted this yeah. relationship, and I want to be able to be open and honest. And so I think it's really important that we gift each other that let me feel okay with who I am message. Mm -hmm. And the second thing you didn't say this, but it kind of feeds what that statement was, is she saw you. Yes. Right. She saw you. She saw the you that maybe you were trying to hide from the rest of the world or maybe mm -hmm. didn't feel safe speaking it. But she saw you. And I wonder if more and more and more women would give each other the gift of I see you. Mm -hmm. Right. I had something happen um, recently that I, I had shared with you uh, where I was in an appointment. And um, in during that appointment, one of the first words out of this person's mouth was you're not OK. Mm. And she knew it, right? She didn't have to, she didn't have to ask me, am I okay? She saw me and spoke that and said, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. And she was right. I wasn't okay. I was really grappling with some deep things. And so how do, then does that, you know, I, I know the answer to this question, but I know our public doesn't know the answer to this question, but then how does a sentence like that of letting people know that they're not okay, but like helping them in that space and accepting them where they're at, mm -hmm. how does that feed the work that you do today? Well, I mean, isn't that the great part? Like, that's what I learned is that my, my brokenness was a far better bridge to people than my pretend wholeness could have ever been. Like when I realized that people could resonate with what you were going through, it, it made it like this great commission to go out and share my brokenness because sure. other people were broken. And if I was going to have to go through this, at least I could share it and we could grow through it together so um, but one second, is that like a misery loves company kind of approach or was there something else going on? No, I think that's a great point that you bring that up though, because no, it isn't a sitting there complaining about, or, you know, misery loves company thing. It's a, like, I understand that space that you're in and I know that you can see through to the other side of it. Here are some steps that I've used to get to the other side. They may work for you. They may not, but let me share what worked with you and let yeah. me encourage you to know that you can rise above that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's yes. good. Because I've even experienced that with you when I actually called you during a really tough time in my season. And I, I shared some of those hard things with you. And you right away came back with empathy. And you came back with support. You came back with words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And you kind of had this it was almost like you were helping me pull myself up with my bootstraps, right? It wasn't just yeah. my hands alone, but you were, you were doing it with me and just yes. knowing you were in the mess with me was such a huge gift, right? I don't know that we tell people enough and I probably should do that more and more as well. And I feel like I do it a lot already, but it's like, 
making sure that we take that time to let the women in our lives know, um, and just the people in our lives know, right, that we're thankful for that, that support being in the mess with us. Um, As I also, I teach cultural work, and I do, um, you know, I'm doing some cultural training and helping folks understand bias and, you know, address bias in their story. I had someone call me really dear and near, near and dear to me, call me recently, and asking me about, you know, what's going on with this? Help me understand um, some of this work. I don't know how to do it. And I was able to affirm her. I said, no, you do know how to do it because you have done it so successfully in my story. You step Mm -hmm. into my mess and you let me be me and you are providing that empathy, right? So I love how you as a coach are doing that. How does that then play into um, you working with a client, being a personal trainer and being a coach? Like, could you give us a few tips of how you might actually do that in your business life because you're doing that in your personal life when you know you're encouraging me and doing that but how might you sh- how might that show up in your your workspace yeah well even just with my client one of my clients i had this morning is just hearing where she's at and then strategizing some things that she probably already knows she can do um to to bring herself more emotional peace or whatever but um yeah i just listen to where they're at and then we strategize ways that they can overcome these. And sometimes it's, it's, you know, we don't learn anything overnight. Like nobody learns what they did sure. in a one day session. It, right, right. You, know, you might learn it and then you have to practice it. So it's just walking alongside them as they're learning these things and encouraging them to stick with it and do it day in and day out. And, and in my studio, I have this philosophy of a stovetop that um, every, everybody's life is like a, is a stovetop. We have four burners, friends, family, health, and fitness. And any cook knows you can't have all four burners on high without burning something, you know, mm. <laughs> you're, you're hard pressed to have two burners on high without burning something, but then you don't always have to shut all the burners off. So I find that, you know, the family burner gets on high, you have little kids and they shut off the fitness burner, they shut off the friends burner. And then there's that, there's that emotional, um, consequence to that because we are we are we are built for community so we need Mm -hmm. friends we're built for health and Mm -hmm. so we need to keep those burners on low so then I that's where I can come alongside them again and and talk to them about we as women always have these expectations these shoulds of what we should do and then I can I can walk them through like you don't need to do all of this you can just do you know some if this burner's on high then you turn everything down a little bit over here but you don't shut it off yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that visual of the four burners. And what were they again? Friends, family, fitness, and work. Work. Okay. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Figures yep, I forget right? that one. <laughs> <laughs> With that burner is often on high. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And and I think what I'm hearing in your story too is as you're explaining that is that different seasons require different burners to be oh, up. Yeah. Right. Yes, and and that we can't definitely. do it all. And I think a lot of women seem to think that they can do it all. And then they try. And, you know, I'm so passionate about boundaries that yep. that's what I want to talk about and say, let me help you find those boundaries. And yes. you're also, you know, that's why you and I get along so well. We've always got stuff to share with each other and help each other along the way. Yes. Um, you know, so, yeah. So saying that, I mean, you're a woman in this field as a personal trainer and health coach. And so what are some benefits of you being a woman in that space and maybe some challenges as well? Oh, the benefits of being a woman is, is that empathy. I think, oh, okay. you know, it, and because it's all so tied, I feel like fitness is an inside out job. I mean, it starts with how you think and sure. how you see yourself and how you see your life. And, um, so, 
a lot of times we're not in touch with that piece of it. We see the the ads on TV that if you do this or don't do this, you're going to be fit, you're going to be healthy, but it's really about how you think. And so as a woman, I can come alongside them. I don't know if it's any different for uh, men to be able to come come alongside, but I just think we women have that gift of, of that. Sure. Oh, we've got a little frozen situation going on in the audio. Our apologies. question. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, it is a tough question, right? When we talk about what does it feel like to be a woman? And I guess my question to you is also, do you have um, male clients as well? I do. And they're great. And one of the things, you know, as we're talking about this trusted advisors, to me, everyone needs trusted advisors. Mm -hmm. I think it's biblical. I think it's just wise. And men are so um, willing to have a financial advisor, they're so willing to have a, a business advisor, but they do not want, they don't know, they don't, I guess they don't, not that they don't want them, they don't see the value in it. So I love working with the men because they, they're so um, intrigued when they, when you ask them something that gets to the root of what's going on inside of them. And they're like, oh, you know. Yeah, it gives. Yeah, so it's it's great to th to have the male clients because they they bring a whole nother dynamic and they're they need boundaries and they need borders just as much as any woman does. Um, but I really encourage them to to seek out trusted advisors for their personal life as well. Yeah, that's really helpful because you know even just in our regular day to day lives, it's so important to have people that will speak life and speak truth into us because again, we were not created in a vacuum. We're created for a community. And we're able yep. to then learn from each other if we have the desire to learn and keep growing. Um, but, yep. you know, so in, in that regard, what is probably, what are some of the challenges that you find in your uh, job as, as a coach? I know for me, when I'm working with a client who you can tell they're just not interested in doing the work, but they want the results. Right. So then I'm like, huh, maybe I need to couch it this way, this way, this way. And I have a few times I try. But there have been a very short list, maybe only just a few folks who I've had to say, I think I've taken you as far as you're willing to go. Mm -hmm. yep. Not that Definitely. I'm able to take you, but you're willing to go. And so talk to me a little bit about that in terms of challenge. Oh, absolutely. That's my number one challenge is getting people in our prime, get it here tomorrow, Netflix, watch it all in one day society to understand that this is a journey. This is not a quick fix. It is a time commitment and it is a, it is an investment in yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, again, with people are willing to invest in so many other things because um, they think it's worth it, but they're not willing to invest time into themselves. So that is my number one, probably difficulty is making people understand. And, and right when they come into the studio right away, I, you know, I, like you have had to say to some clients, I don't think we're a good fit for each other. You, sure. you know, you want to this weight loss in six weeks and not, that's not the way I operate. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's so, good. Cause you're, you know, when you talk about investment, I'm remembering what you said earlier about your aunt and how your aunt invested in you and spent that time. And it sounds like that's the same gift that you're giving someone else. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the times that you and I were talking, you had shared a story about running a real race 
a physical race. And one thing I want to add really briefly is that I was on the cross country team in high school and absolutely enjoyed it. Like I do really love running, mm-hmm. um, but because of some, you know, physical challenges I've had as of late, um, that is not something that has been part of my story anymore, but just appreciating running. And you shared an analogy and an experience that you had when you were running your race from a physical yes. standpoint, you wanted to share with our audience what that was about. Is this my Joan of Arc story? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> so this is, I mean, this is exciting for me to even see how God works us. Just even meeting you, it's like that opportunity that God brought us together. So yeah, so I was just recently running a race and it's been a year with COVID. You don't know. I didn't really know what I could go out and do. I knew I was very competitive a year ago when I raced, but um so I had started out the race and the night before this book I'm reading um, had talked about Joan of Arc, which, you know, she's a big name. I know of her, kind of know what she did, but I hadn't really looked a lot into her. So the night before I had really read up on her and studied her and came to understand that she was a strong woman of perseverance. And she had heard from God at an early age and she didn't doubt herself. And she um, met with the king about these visions uh, she didn't, she, she was a strong woman. I, I would, mm-hmm. I, I was inspired by her. And so as I was running, um, I realized that I was in second place in this race. And I, I was like thinking and talking to God about this gift. I was like, I don't know. I have a gift of running. This is even amazing to me that I am running as fast as I am right now. And, um, you know, I'm always kind of like, talking to God. And I said I, to him, I, you know, Joan of Arc got to see angels. What, what is this that I just get given the gift of running? What do you want me to do with this? This seems like a really not fun gift to have. Although she did get burned at the stake. So maybe I should be grateful for that. <laughs> Let's not end like that. Let's Go not ahead. end like that. Um, so yeah, so I just decided that since it was an out and back course that I could just be an encourager to everyone that passed me on the way back. And so I would try and wave and say, good job, hello. Well, just near the end of the race, I could hear some footsteps coming behind me. And um, my my pacer, Jeff was, he said to me, you got a girl coming up. She's going to try and catch you. And I was like, okay, just run my race with perseverance. Just smart, set the race for me. Just do what I can do. And uh, as she caught up to me, I was like, well, here's another person I can actually be a blessing to. So I was like, hey, how are you? It's nice to meet you. I'm, I'm from Grand Rapids. Where are you from? And she kind of chatted with me a little bit. And then four tenths of a mile from the end, she took off and, and beat me by 10 seconds and left me. Oh, no. <laughs> but afterwards then, you know, I, I kind of went up to her and was like, gee, thanks for running that race. That was great to have that challenge. You're inspiring and just reached out to her to say, this was great. Thank you. You know, and get to know her a little better because there, again, there was someone who was doing life a little differently than me. And what does she do different than I do? So mm-hmm. she was delightful and uh, very kind and we got to chat for a little bit, but then, you know, telling you that story then brings us to here where I yeah. do get to share this gift with more people than, than just that day. So yeah, that was, that was the cool part about it to me. That's so neat. You know, I love that story for a couple reasons because it really does capture our journeys as women. Right. And so as we're wrapping up here, I just wanted to use that as an example of how in your story, you're sharing, you're running your race right? You set out running your race and you stayed focused and doing all the things that you needed to do to make sure that you were running your best race. Yeah. But you did not ignore the women around you, right? You took the time to say, Hey, cheering for each other as you went forward. So in essence, even though you were running your own race, you were still being a support 
and an yeah. encouragement to those around you. Cause it speaks yeah. to that fact. Again, we're still not alone. We're still doing this with other people, yep. you know, and, and how we handle that is going to be key for, you know, in our relationships and in society in general. So you ran the race that was your own race. Uh, you were cheering for folks around you to make sure that you were acknowledging that they too were running their own race but you also supported her and she supported you because you guys ran together for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And even when she smoked you, <laughs> she took off running, right? And she beat you and she won by seconds. Yep. You still celebrated her, right? Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about that picture for me is yeah. even though she won the race and she beat your time, you had it so deeply rooted in your heart how to still pour out love how to still celebrate somebody else. And you were her cheerleader. When you had a choice, you could have been so upset and been excuse after excuse after excuse, right? Sharing that way. But instead, you chose to use that as an opportunity to love on another woman, cheer her on, support her, and celebrate her. Yeah. I'm and sure. I, have, sorry, go I was going to say, ahead. I'm sure you have experienced that there have been times that I have chose that other road and it did not turn out any better. Yes. So, you know, if I could say to women, you are all in this together and you are going to find that there are huge benefits in cheering that person onto the top. You might not get there with her. You might get there years after her, but you will get there and then you'll have her there with you. But if you, you try and cut someone off at the knees, trying to get to the top, when you both get to the top, it is not going to be fun. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've actually been the recipient of that. Not so much the deliverer. So yeah, I understand that. I think that that's such a real analogy, the way you're explaining that. And, you know, so I want women to remember that every, each of us has a race to run in front of us. What is that race? What does that look like? What are the four burners and how are they burning? Like Kim was suggesting us to think about, right. And Mm -hmm. I usually tell folks, live your story, live your story, run your race live into the person that you were created to live into and continue to cheer for, as I'm going to steal from your analogy really is the cheering for each other, the supporting each other and not falling over and being disappointed because somebody else made it, but stand together and celebrate one another. Right. If that's, if that's one thing people can take away today is to learn to celebrate each other when there are successes and, you know, even when then there's the hardships. So um, anything that you want to share in closing, uh, Kim about any of what we've talked about today. My gosh, this has been so great talking to you. Like, I know we could go on for hours about this. <laughs> I, I do think that community and, and, and especially right now where we've, we've probably seen it more than ever that we're without community is so important that, that you know, I always say, if you want to know what your life will look like in five years, look at your five closest friends. Mm. And, and that, you know, sometimes that the, you have to limited association, expanded association. You don't necessarily have to get rid of a friend who isn't helping you grow, but spend expanded time with those people who help you grow and limited time with those who, you know, maybe aren't helping you grow. And then maybe you're helping them grow. Maybe there's a season there, but yeah, I would, I would just say a mentor is important for health, whatever it is, get someone Mm -hmm. on board with you working out, hire a trainer or get a friend to go to the gym with you. But we're, it's about, it's all about community and cheering each other on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I totally agree hundred percent with the expanded time with certain women, certain relationships and limited time with certain women, certain relationships, because mm-hmm. those are either going to feed your soul or they're going to rob from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think there's just that, um, that such a need for each other to, to stay together and to fight together and to grow together. Um, there's one analogy I want to leave us with is, yeah. you know, often we say, oh, we're all in the same boat. And you know what, we might be in the general sense as women, but honestly, I think each of us is in our own boats. And so we need to start looking around and realize that we're all rowing our own stories, mm-hmm. but we're generally in this experience of in this era, in this decade, that sort of thing. And so yeah. are we willing to make space and make room for other women to kind of live their story around yeah. us and beside us and with us? right? Everybody has their own context in which they're living from and their own um, narratives. And it's important that we recognize that we're not all in the same boat. We're all in different boats, but we're rowing in the same storm and in the same climate, if you will. Yes. Um, Yeah. And it's really important that we acknowledge that for each other. So thank you so much today, Kim, for being here. We're so thankful that you were able to take the time out of your busy schedule and have this conversation about encouraging folks to run their race. Well, thank you for encouraging me and being a blessing to my life. I love you. Absolutely. Love you too, Kim. We'll talk soon. Uh, Thank you for listening in today. Um, We appreciate you joining us. Here's to growing forward together and running the race set before us, before you, and for you to live your story and become that cheerleader that your girlfriends are looking for you to be. All right. Well, have a blessed day. And if for more information about what we do, please head on over to SemaGlobalConsulting.com and shoot us a note. We'd love to connect. Thank you and have a blessed day.